Five minutes. Your awareness may be powerful enough to control your instincts. Your instinct will be to remove your hand from the box. It's your girl, Mish, and welcome to another episode of the Love Mish Podcast. Today's episode is truly special. It has Papa Dearest himself. Um, but before we get into the podcast, I wanted to go over my rec goals. Um, I wanted to do a local business reco for my brother. Um, you can email him at jacksonjames1194 at yahoo.com. He is a personal chef. He also caters events such as weddings. I'm super excited for what the future has for him. And I am honored um, to assist him on his journey. Uh, so, you know, send him an email if you have any upcoming events that you would like for him to cater. Um, or if you and your boo want to have a romantic dinner or something like that, he can, you know, cater or do a personal meal. It's something that he's truly passionate about. I mean, he loves it. It's in the way he cuts. It's in the way he seasons. It's in the way he fries. I'm going to be honest with you. I am in and out of that kitchen. I'm mad if it takes forever. Um, I'm definitely going to need to meal prep and get in and out and crock pocket. Crop. Crock pot it. Because as much as I love to eat, I don't feel that love when I'm cooking. It's just. I don't know. It's just, I will say when I watch the booze and they say, I'm hungry, I just magically wake up no matter how tired I am and I just float in the kitchen and pull out all these amazing ingredients and make them a meal. So, you know, maybe it's like a switch that women have and mine is just not fully on yet. Um, so, video record would be my dad looks through my phone. Um, and that's with Cut. I really love Cut. All of their their 100 videos are amazing. Cut is just so funny. I love hearing different people, different backgrounds, different perspectives. You know how people say like a fly on the wall or a bird's eye view? Little YouTubes like this, to me, gives you a behind the scenes of people. They're kind of put on the spot. You know, they have to be spontaneous. The answer that they give is, is, is true and like unexpected. And I just love it. I just eat it up. So check out my dad looks through my phone. And as I was looking at this, like right now, I'm okay with my dad going through my phone. But like months ago, I probably would have cringed like, oh my God. Um... So, yeah, that was interesting. Podcast Rico would be Therapy for Black Girls. Um, she's a therapist in Atlanta. She's been podcasting for years, and I just stumbled across her. It's interesting. I just told my mom today, like, I feel like I'm growing, evolving, changing. I never used to listen to podcasts like this. Um, 
I was on spiritual and now I see myself looking at like therapy and relationship and mommy. It's just like, I'm just like rapidly morphing into this new person. And I'm just trying to keep up with all, <laughs> with all of the growth. It's truly amazing and expiring, but I'm actually proud of myself. Um, I also want to uh, give a Reiki healing prayer reco for this podcast episode to the Divine Masculine. So I do want to send prayer, Reiki healing, love to the Divine Masculine out there. Um, Whether you are vibrating high or low, I want to specifically honor the, the high vibrational Divine Masculine in you. And as you continue your earthly journey... May you awaken your higher self, uh, put on your crown, and shine your light so bright, um, you know, and help others shine their light so bright and just reclaim the throne because as bad as the divine feminine is holding it down, you know, number one in business, you know, wearing the mother and father hats in the home, taking care of the kids by themselves, cooking, cleaning, like everything you can think of. It just isn't, you know, the same without both of those energies working together. Um, So as much as you think you aren't needed or wanted, you are. But like my grandmother says, ain't nobody finna take no wooden nickels. So, sir, (laughs) please awaken, rise to the occasion, learn, grow, develop. Find mentors, pray, go within, and, you know, reclaim the throne, you know, the throne. Like, a lot of men, I feel like, are like Simba. They don't run in the wilderness, and, you know, the queendom is just like waiting for the king to come back home. So, um, I think you guys are bashed enough by society and stuff like that. So, I just choose to send love and high verbations to the divine masculine within you and as you continue your journey when it is your time you will awaken and may this love and energy meet you at that or meet you now but more specifically at that divine time uh the music record for this podcast will be john meyer daughters this song makes me cry that's how sensitive i am that's how emotional i am a song makes me cry someone yelling can make me cry music with no words can make me cry coming into a room can make me cry depending on the energy in that room so yeah that's an amazing song it's just reminding both mothers and fathers to be their best higher selves to vibe as high as they can because the little people that they bring into the world and raise are going to be next in line and they're learning because they're watching you. So hopefully you are giving them the best example to continue to raise the vibration of herbs as a collective. I think that's the highest gift, the highest calling. Okay, I have a little um, um poem that I wanted to do I was gonna do this after the podcast because I've already pre-recorded an interview with me and dad but I'm just gonna ahead and read it now and then after that interview goes off it will be the 
end of the podcast and i can't wait to bring mama bear on um, but this one is called blessed and i've never journaled before but i journal so much it's ridiculous <laughs> and my handwriting is actually not as ugly as i thought it was it's actually pretty so i don't know that's interesting um but I think I'm going to have like poetry or thought books or I don't even know what to call them. But I'm just going to start putting this into books and sending it out in the world. Um, but this one is called Blessed. I was blessed to be raised and loved unconditionally by my father. He's my hero, my everything, next in line to God himself. As a divine feminine, it's necessary to balance energy with masculine energy. On this V-Day... If I should never marry, that's okay, because I was blessed with a love like no other, a father's love. No matter who you marry, no one will love you more than the one who gave you life. Some women know their dad, but he's not a true dad. He just holds the title. Some women don't even know their dad at all, and some are embarrassed of the one they have. Maybe in this life, if you don't get the dad, you get the husband. Life is balanced, right? Yin and yang, and that's okay. I have yet to meet a masculine love that outshines my dad's love. And if it doesn't come close, truth is, I don't even want it. It's hard to lower the bar when it was set so high. And you shouldn't have to. So thanks, Dad, for choosing to be your best self for you, Mom, and the family. Love you, Eternal. Next up is going to be the podcast with me and my dad interview. I think he's an amazing and he has a a wonderful gift for the world and we're gonna do another one with mom and then another one with mom and dad and i'm just excited to share my earthly masculine garden angel with you all um papa bear check it out hey loves and welcome to another episode of the love me podcast and today we have the most amazing guest in the world, Papa Bear. <laughs> I've been dying to do these two podcasts, and I'm so excited to be started out with that. And out of all days, today happens to be Valentine's Day. So my forever Valentine is doing a podcast with me today. I'm so excited. So we're going to just let this free flow. Um... I used to start it out with saying, uh, tell everybody your name, um, tell them how we know each other, and yada, 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 just to count before we start with the questions. So I'll let you take over. And what's your name? My name is James W. Jackson. <laughs> and how are we related? <laughs> Jamisha Shania Jackson is my daughter, the second of three. Mm-hmm. Although we did think in the beginning <laughs> she was going to be a boy. Absolutely. And uh, lo and behold. Yes. Surprise. Exactly. You know, <clears throat> but I love my name. I love my <laughs> daughters dearly. Thank you. So I have a lineup with the questions. We're just going to um, go over them. Should I do my poem first, Dad? Uh, you can start out with your poem. Okay. And then we can that do the questions. Perfect. All right. 
So I wrote this to my dad. I read it in front of mom and dad. Um, we all had tears in our eyes. So I'm just going to do it again so you guys can hear. And then we'll start with the questions. I'm so excited for this podcast, dad. It is a tearjerker. <sighs> all right. Dad, you're amazing. And I'm so thankful to have been raised in a family with mom, dad, and kids. So you know how rare that is. You even did it at a very young age. Your work ethic is impeccable. You've always held leadership positions and you've always held firm to your faith and morals. You've taken great care of mom. You grew from a wise young man to a wise old man. Birthday coming up. You're a grandpa now. You've set an example for your kids to follow. Have faith, have a marriage, have a home, raise your family. You've helped me in tough times. I can always get wisdom and advice from you, even if I don't listen and you don't judge. You allow me to share my opinions and my point of view, and you don't judge. You just hear me out. You listen to me, even if you don't agree, and that means the world to me. Um, to be heard. That means the world to me to be heard. Your hugs are magical. I appreciate your faith. You praise, you sing, and you're not ashamed. You're not ashamed to worship. God has blessed your life, and it's so hard to accept just any man when your dad is so exceptional. Why would you? You can fix any and everything or at least try between YouTube and the guys at Loans and Home Depot. You teach. You say, I can always change. Uh, You say, I can't always change a tire. Let me show you. Come on. You've even helped me change a friend's tire because her dad wasn't around, might I add. You're not ashamed to accept your faults. You learn and do better. You hold your head high and you don't accept defeat. You always move up the ranks. The bottom is not where you belong. You lead by example, full of wisdom. Mom said you were like that back in class. You know what love is. You show it. You live it. You provide financially as well as the upkeep of the home not just the trash in the yard you're looked up to by the whole family where's james can james help with this or that you pray at every meal that's the king's position you set the best example for my sisters and my brother he's a spitting image of you he does what you do to a T. See, it's the example. He is doing what he saw you do. I think men are lost today because they didn't see a great dad in their home. See a great dad love their mom as I have. I know what I wanted a man, not my dad. There's only one you. But you have morals and standards and you live it. And I want to see that in my guide too. 
especially if he doesn't eat meat. <laughs> so thank you for showing me what a dad should be for himself, for his wife, and for his kids. God bless me by allowing you to be my earthly father. So thank you. Yay. How beautiful and eloquently. How beautiful and eloquently said. On this Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so we'll get on to the first question. I, you have your list ready, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, so how did you become you? Um, who molded you into the person that you are? What, you know, your examples, God, faith, relatives. How did you become you? Very interesting uh, question. And I'll start by saying... Uh, at a young age, mm -hmm. uh, nine, ten, I uh, was uh, introduced um, by my sister introduced to God by my elder sister gotcha. in my early upbringing. And learned from my brothers mm. which I am the youngest of 11 kids uh, four sisters seven brothers um, learned from my brothers how to treat or how not to treat women mm. and I would see them in their relationships uh, how they would treat women. Mm -hmm. And I always said, it was just something about me. Mm -hmm. um, they would always come and talk to me. Yes. Uh, just wanting to have someone that would just listen <laughs> to what they had to say. Uh, whether they were wrong or right. Mm -hmm. Or how they were being treated by my brother. Mm -hmm. uh, or brothers, mm -hmm. for that matter. Um and that stuck with me. Uh, and I always said, you know, man, they can get a girlfriend like yesterday, pop. One today, pop. One tomorrow, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> and here I am saying, Lord, I just want one. Just mm -hmm. one girlfriend. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to treat her. Mm -hmm. But I learned from them and how they treated their girlfriends. Mm -hmm. uh, how I was going to treat my girlfriend, mm -hmm. not like they treated exactly. their girlfriend, but esteem her, exalt her, care for her, love her, provide for her, and be her her knight in shining armor. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, and in hearing uh, some of the stories that were being told. To me, how my brothers treated them, it was very sorrowful mm -hmm. to me. Uh, and even though they were my brothers, I felt like they could have, or they could have treated the women that they were dating a lot better than what they did. Mm -hmm. But they chose the path yeah. they chose. Yeah. 
but they hurt a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And I always say it, that's some mother's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's some brother's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some woman's aunt or mm-hmm. uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it was your sister, if you had a younger sister, would you want a male figure treating her like that? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't want that male figure treating her like that, then why are you treating her like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that stuck out to me quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I also saw how men treated my sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, they were good girls. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, wanted the bad boys. <laughs> and uh, all four of my sisters got the bad boys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in, in getting the bad boys, it came with consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, uh, uh, one thing led to another. Yeah. Uh, without naming names, some yeah. was in abusive relationships. Right, right. right. Uh, there was those that were being cheated on. Yeah. Um, uh, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I learned the aspect of how men treated women from watching my sisters. And then I saw how, well, I saw from my sisters how women treated men. Mm-hmm. And then I learned from my brothers how men treated women. And I picked mm-hmm. from those uh, relationships how I was not yeah. going to be. That's so that was my learning. And even with my mom, mm-hmm. uh, my mother, my father died and when yeah. I was the age of three going on four. Three. And <clears throat> when he died, my mother made us boys, seven of us, a promise that she would not wed until... I had moved out of the home and moved on with my life. And it wasn't to the point to where she would could not get around yeah. or not that, but she said within herself. Yeah. Uh, she had been in a failed relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was married once, got out of that marriage, uh, got into a second marriage. Mm-hmm. And in getting into that second marriage, she had made a decision that once she married the second time, mm-hmm. that whatever happened in her relationship, mm-hmm. she was going to see it through. All right. And um, now that's not without saying okay. later on I found out mm-hmm. that my father was truly a rolling stone. Um, he was a jack of all trades, mm-hmm. master of none. However... Uh, he knew uh, what needed to be done mm-hmm. and he made sure he provided no for, for us while he was living. Mm-hmm. Now, when he passed, that was a different story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then my mother became the father and the mm-hmm. mother role. Mm-hmm. Then our oldest brother uh, that was resided with us somewhat took over the mm-hmm. fathership uh, role. Uh, very athletic mm-hmm. uh, in school, high school, uh, and had an opportunity to go and uh, to the pros and uh, turn uh, the scholarship down to raise, to help his mother raise 
To the point to where I'll say this much, and I'll go as far as saying this: um, the school that he, high school that he played, went went to the championship. They didn't win, but they went to the championship. And uh, in going to the championship, they played with a renowned player mm. who played in the NBA, mm. Otis Smith. Mm. Uh, very, uh, uh, and he was, if not better mm-hmm. than Otis, mm. taught Otis sometimes. Mm. So, mm. the potential of him, his uh, family. Now, that's amazing. Having too. that opportunity, he could have. That was beautiful. He chose family. Family not over. Not many men over, can say that. Family over, uh, yeah, career. over self, over, really. Yeah. Self-perseverance. Wow. Yes. That, that was beautiful. So you learned. Okay. Um, and how did you pick a wife or what were you looking for in a wife? I know you kind of mentioned you saw what your brothers went through, what your sisters went through. But for you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, as being introduced to Christian. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, through and by my sister, um, when you when you are a when you become a Christian, one of the things that they always tell you, they say, you know, try God, learn Him for yourself, get to know Him for yourself, and in learning Him for yourself and get to knowing Him for yourself means you spending time reading the Bible, studying the Word, and they say. Oh, you a new baby in Christ? <laughs> ask God for something. Mm-hmm. Anything. Mm-hmm. Ask Him for it. Mm-hmm. Now, in asking, if, you know, is something He thinks that you can handle, mm-hmm. um, you can ask Him for it mm-hmm. by you being a babe, and He'll give it to you. All right. Um, so, in my young age at that time <laughs> I uh, was going to church going to school mm-hmm. very astute mm-hmm. um, uh, when they when I was in class and, and the class would be getting rowdy and the teacher was trying to get attention and the students wasn't listening to the teachers I would assert my voice and quiet the classroom down and, you know, there were some in the classroom who would say, who do you think he is? He's my daddy. Who he, he, he ain't the teacher. Mm-hmm. However, the class was commanded. Mm-hmm. And uh, the teacher was able to take roll call and get the roll call done before we, you know, begin changing classes in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would tote my Bible in school. And <laughs> the getting back to the question, because I'm getting off track a little. Getting back to the question... Uh, what was I looking for? Mm-hmm. I was very specific. I said I wanted a woman. I wanted a girlfriend that didn't have long nails. I wanted a girlfriend that had about shoulder length hair. Mm-hmm. I wanted a girlfriend that um, had all her toenails. Mm-hmm. I wanted a girlfriend that was fairer mm-hmm. or light skinned, mm-hmm. lighter than me. Okay. Um, those were the specifics um, that I was looking for um, in, a, in, in, a, in a, at that time, mm-hmm. 
I was looking for somebody to grow old with. Yes, at that Not age. At that age. Wow. And in even even at that age, mm. and this is around 14, yeah. 15. Yeah. Even at that age, you know, I wanted, you know, mm-hmm. like everyone else, the American dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted a house. I wanted two cars. I wanted, you know, Family. children. Preferably a boy and a girl. If I would have had a boy and a girl, I would have <laughs> That was stopped. it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't. Uh-huh. I had um, however, um, those were the things that I was looking for. And I wanted to be able to, if she chose to work, she mm-hmm. could. Mm-hmm. But if she didn't want to work, I wanted to be able to provide. A lot of people I can, I can, <laughs> I can give you your need. Mm-hmm. But now when you start wanting needs... Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Help me out. That's a little different. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Okay. You then become my... You already are my help me. Mm-hmm. But you help in the help me. Yes. Um, but those were the things that I was looking for in a... Uh, at that, I was saying, mm-hmm. wife. Um, I wanted someone who could stand on their own. Um, someone, if need be... Uh, because so many times in relationships or in courting, you know, it's one-sided. Mm-hmm. It's my way or the highway or, you know, you do this for me, then mm-hmm. I'll do that for you. You know, it's, you know, I'm looking for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, with me, it was more so, you know, I want to be that sole provider. I want to be the one to provide for you. And care for you and nurture you, mm-hmm. help you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So those were some of the, those were the attributes that I was looking for. Uh, not just in a girlfriend, but I was looking down the line. All right. Um, so we're going to continue. We we talked about you. We talked about your wife. How did you know how to raise a family? Now you talked about your brothers. You talked about your mom, mm-hmm. but. Mom always says there's no book. They hand you the baby. You go home. It's like, figure it out. So how did you know how to raise a family? The interesting thing in in this question that you're asking me is this. In my upbringing, I have brothers that had kids. Along Mm. with, I had an uncle that had strokes. Mm. And in my uncle having strokes Mm -hmm. I had to care for him oh wow even though I was going to school playing sports you know that so the caring part and nurturing uh, a human Mm -hmm. was there okay and then I learned from my mom my mom was the type person that or my household Mm -hmm. our household was a household that all the boys came to (laughs) <laughs> All the boys came over to my mom's house and they called her mom. Aww. Even though they had a mom, they still <laughs> called her mom. Yes. Hey, Miss Jackson, always respectful. Yes. Um, um, but as my brothers were, were getting older and they were going out to clubs, our house was the meetup house. So mm. they would always come to our house, get dressed, you know, get pool their monies together and go mm. out. And my mom, uh, one of our oldest brothers, had uh, two kids, 
a couple of kids and he was, you know, not as successful as others in taking care of them. Mm. So it was always the kids being brought to the house and my mom would say, Mm -hmm. you know what? These kids ain't asked to come here. Wow. And uh, in in that being said, mm-hmm. she would care for them. Absolutely. And nurture them uh, as best she could. And then that also fell on us, the boys, yeah. at the house. So if mom was going out, <laughs> uh-huh. okay, guys, you're up. Uh-huh. You're next. Just good. make sure that they, you know, are fed, mm-hmm. you know, clean. Mm-hmm. And they take care of themselves and nurture themselves. So right. from that aspect... Uh, the nurturing part and the caring part, I definitely gained from my mother. Now, there were things mm-hmm. that I would say, oh, I, will, I can't wait till I get up, mm-hmm. grow up. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to never raise my kids like that. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do that. My kids ain't going to move for nothing. <laughs> and what she said, I remember what you told me. And what she said, keep on living. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So with that saying, uh, um, so that's where I get the the nurturing, the nurturing part from. All right. And how did you learn? Now, this might might be a little similar because the first one was how did you know how to raise a family? This one is how did you know how to parent? Now, I remember y'all had parenting books. I remember y'all going uh, to church. I remember those parenting books. And I know each one of us is different. In parenting, for <laughs> me, mm-hmm. it was, you know, the look. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And and you all knew. I, it was a certain mm-hmm. look that I would give you all. Uh, uh, that you say, how did I learn? Mm-hmm. Because I, the my reason learning, I bring, bring... My, my learning part comes from my upbringing, part of, well, my upbringing along with my wife's upbringing. Uh, her upbringing, she did okay, the same thing I got you. that I did mm-hmm. in raising her nieces and nephews. I raised my nephews, mm-hmm. helped raise my nephews. She helped raise her nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. So the parenting part <laughs> was already there. Okay. So when that time came that we had our first child it was yeah it was already there so i want to pivot for a moment today it seems like guys don't know how to parent now if you can say i raised my nieces and nephews i'm pretty sure everybody can say that so what what is the gap between then and now we all got nieces and nephews the difference of of (laughs) that is this there was a lot of sacrifice in Mm, our time and what i mean by that is there are many times I didn't go to the basketball games. I didn't go to the football games. I didn't go to the prep rallies because I had my nieces and nephews. Or I had my nephews. There were parties that were going on, you know, school dances. I wanted to go to the school dance, but I knew I had a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And because of that responsibility, wow. I couldn't go. Wow. So I was not so much forced, I know. but... You know, the old saying, Mm -hmm. it takes a village to raise a family. Well, we were that village. And I personally think we have gotten away from that because when I was coming up in school, you know, my teacher, I could get in trouble in school and my teacher give me a paddle. 
And then if I sassed someone that my mother knew on my way home, they gave me a whooping. And then when I got home, my mama gave me a whooping. Oh, and my daddy was a still alive. Oh, he gave me a whooping. So it was no yeah, way okay. that I was going to continue to... The parenting was all around. Wow. The parenting part was there. Wow. Um, but the community yes. was there. Mm. Now, now... This time and age, you have so many people saying, don't put your hands on my child. Don't touch mm. my child. Who you think you is? You didn't bring him in. You didn't bring her in. Meanwhile, that same child is knocking I somebody over the head, stealing from somebody, robbing somebody. And, but nobody can touch your child. Mm. Oh, my child didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And your child is just as rotten as all <laughs> I do. Okay. But your child didn't do that, though. Ooh. But, I see. I see. That's, that's definitely what happened. Um, so, we're going to continue with that. With, with what you just said, what message would you give to young men or men today? Now that you're an elder, you've been through different stages of life. And you have loved many years and you have seen many things. What advice would you give the youth, the young men today? My advice to youth and young men would be this. Get to know God for yourself. Mm. Know Christ. Um, and in knowing Christ, and I know a lot of times we say, uh, well, there's nobody out there doing the right thing. Mm. There is. Okay. Uh, whether it's, uh, your pastor Mm -hmm. or a mentor Mm -hmm. that you may, or someone you look up to. Yeah. Whether it's your father or your brother or your uncle. Yeah. Everybody's not living right and everybody's not doing wrong. That's true. But you as an individual have a choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that choice is, are you going to do the right thing Mm -hmm. and and try to be successful? Mm Mm-hmm. Or are you going to live like the world or the street mm-hmm. boys? Mm-hmm. The corner boyism, mm-hmm. as we like to call yeah. it. Jail I see is. you got all the bling bling and the diamond ring. The, excuse me, the, the watch. I got this, the driving the cars. You know, are you going to, you know, are, is that your mentor? Because mm. if that's your mentor, Ooh. then this is why the okay. life expectancy of a black man, mm-hmm. it was said to be at one time, is 25. Mm. So if you live to be uh, older than 25 and you're black, mm. then, you know, you beat the statistics. You beat the statistics. Wow. And you made a difference. But how do you make a difference? Mm-hmm. Um and then a lot of us in this day and time, we don't reach back. Yeah. Um, we become successful mm-hmm. and we make it. But who are you reaching back to bring up? Yeah. Who are you looking back to help? Um, there's a lot of times, mm-hmm. many of us uh, see the uh, potential mm-hmm. in someone, but they just need a little guidance. Yeah. And if they have a listening ear and want to learn, 
Yeah. They can go far. Um, but then you have those that say, you know, I hear you, but it's never my fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't get this job because, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. Right. Um, and again, a lot of decisions that are made by the young adults this day and time mm-hmm. it's it's a choice mm-hmm. it's a choice and uh and those choices or those decisions that are that they're making can will determine later on in life yeah. as they you know try to get this job or try to get that oh, job yes. and wonder why oh why I can't get this job well you embezzled money well yeah. you robbed somebody yeah. well Felony. you stole well, mm-hmm. you you know you 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 did this Family. when you was young, and now it it comes back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I can get away with it because yeah. I was a young adult. Yeah, Follow but the you. system follows you. I know, follows you even. And I don't adult. agree with that. I think you your past not, should be your I, past. My thing is this: I believe everyone deserves a second yes. opportunity. Yes, you're not gonna keep doing it though. But yes. exactly. <laughs> And and this is this is the issue mm-hmm. because some people would take that and say, mm-hmm. "Well, you messed up doing this, or you messed up doing that." Mm-hmm. And I I I want to believe you, mm-hmm. but what can then you have to you you're selling yourself. Yeah. What do I have to do to prove myself? Mm-hmm. I got you. Um, it's just like that interview. A lot of times you say. All I'm looking for is an opportunity. Absolutely. Give me a chance. Open a door. And then mm-hmm. after you bring me on board mm-hmm. and you see what I can do and I've I've proven, I've learned mm-hmm. now. Yeah. How where do you see me now? Yeah. And uh one of the things that I pride myself in is that, yeah, I'm gonna start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. But my Absolutely. bottom ain't gonna stay. The I never, ever. <laughs> Never did. <laughs> My bottom ain't gonna stay the bottom. I love it. <laughs> I want to progress. I want to move up. Yes. Are there opportunities yes. to move up? Because if you're providing me and you don't have uh, an opportunity for me to move to up, grow. Mm-hmm. then I'm gonna have to absolutely. Move. It's that much I grow. Now, do you feel? Because as you mentioned, there could be felonies. Da, da, da. Let's say you had a felony or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you still think you could take those cards and still make a better life? Yes. Could you honestly say that? Because not yes. Okay. Because here, my goal then would be uh-huh. if you're not going to give me an opportunity, uh-huh. then I'm going to make an opportunity. Okay. And in me making an opportunity may mean me doing a trade school, mm-hmm. me learning how to be a carpenter, mm-hmm. me learning how to be an auto mechanic. Okay. Me That's learning a trade. Yeah. So there's always business. another you're right. way. You're right. You know, me being a truck driver. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do I want to do that? Right. 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 But. I know I got a family mm-hmm. to support. Mm-hmm. I have I have bills to be paid. Mm-hmm. And nobody works because they want to. Yeah. Everybody works because they have to. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, bills oh, yeah. don't stop knocking. Oh, and I ain't yeah. talking about Clinton. Yes. He right. keeps knocking at the door uh-huh. saying, Okay, you got this car. <laughs> you got that insurance. You got that house note. Mm-hmm. You got that water bill. It don't come fast enough, it's you gonna know, be gone. Something broke, you need new tires. <laughs> You know, you need that oil change. That is so true. Okay, daddy, I love that. Because I always say, oh my gosh, you know, look at their history, look at their past. So to just hear you say, uh-uh, 
You can still make it. Yeah, you have to reinvent yourself. I love yourself. that. You I have love to, that. Because just because you fail in that aspect yeah. doesn't mean that you are a failure. Okay. You're not. Okay. But it's how you see yourself. Gotcha. And if you see yourself as a failure, mm-hmm. then you you're failure. Yeah. So. So it's as, some, as I hear some say, you have to speak those things into mm-hmm. existence. Yeah, that's true. And in speaking those things to, into existence may mean, okay, I need to learn a trade. Okay, I need to become a plumber. Okay, I need to become an electrician. I need to become a carpenter. A hard talk need, with yourself. You know, yeah. Okay. So. All right. So... I don't know what I meant to say by this. What should men do as in if they are doing things wrong? However you want to answer is fine. Um, I don't know what I, where I was going with that. If men do things wrong? What should men do as if if they are doing things wrong? What are men doing right today? Is what I ask. Ah, okay. Thank you, Daddy. And uh-huh. what should men do as in no. if they are doing things wrong? I got it. Thank you, Daddy. So what are men doing right today and what are they doing wrong? Oh. From from your generation to this generation, overall wisdom, all things. Thank you, Daddy. Uh, what are men doing right today? Uh-huh. Um, if. <laughs> yeah. um, Not everybody. who are doing right. Mm-hmm. Um. You know they have they have the job they have the career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of uh, what are men doing right today? They have the jobs, they have the careers, uh, they have those that are doing right. Mm-hmm. They have the family, mm-hmm. um, and setting being the examples. They are an example, okay. and then they become that role model. All right. Um, or they become, you know, that big brother. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. I like that. So, let's see. They look back and... and yes, help like you were saying. Okay. The okay. ones that are doing right. Now, uh, what are they doing wrong? Yeah. Um, this generation. Chasing... I, I won't... Uh-huh. Is it I money? say chasing the dollar. Uh-huh. But everyone wants to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. But it's how you go about being successful. Are you stepping on others? Mm. Uh, do you have that crab mentality? Um, and in having that crab mentality, because you're successful, I'm going to do everything to pull you down. Mm. Um, um, Wanting quick money, uh, not wanting, not willing to work for. I want a paycheck, but I don't want to work for. Mm. Um, I want this job, mm-hmm. and I'll I'll tell you anything you want me to tell you to get this job. But once I get that job, and my probation is over, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna do what I want to do. I'm not gonna follow the rules. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a what I call envelope pushers. Yeah. They're going to push the envelope mm-hmm. to see how far or how much they can get away with. That's true. And it, uh, 
You end up getting in trouble. It, it, sometimes it comes back to bite you or sometimes you, you end up pushing the envelope to where you get your leadership, whoever your leadership is, move them out of the way so you can uh, get what you want out of life. Now, this is a pivot question. Remember back in the day when it was more industrial jobs? Like, you know how Pastor used to say mm-hmm. they worked at the plant and all they the guys at was at the plant? House. Yeah. Now, now we don't really have those. Do you think our mm-hmm. culture changed once that? Because I know a lot of guys don't want to work in a call center. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really have carpenters. It's like maybe that's where we were advancing. And now that that's gone, it's like. When the drugs came in and stuff like that, do you think that affected us? Because a lot of men were factory workers, you know, supervisors and stuff like that with those industries. A lot of the industries and factories have gone away. Mm -hmm. Um, That part is uh, has hurt America Mm. um, because they have taken the business. Mm -hmm. The business owners have taken that business and moved that business across seas. Because they call it uh, cheap labor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and a lot of things, what we say we won't do, mm-hmm. they said, okay, you don't want to work for this amount. But they can go over to China or go over to Korea. Mm-hmm. And those uh, uh, cultures will work for a lot less and I they'll know. get more With production pride. and quality quantity Mm -hmm. from them than they would from us who say we're going to unionize Mm -hmm. uh, and you're going to treat us right, we're going to get our breaks, we're Mm going to get our lunch breaks you're not going to roll over us so there is a lot of pushback in big companies or corporations Mm -hmm. that's what they have done Gotcha. Uh, there's just a few uh, big corporations Uh, that that you know do America, mm-hmm. but even with them, I know. they're no, looking I know. to make money. They're not I looking know. to lose money, Absolutely. and in offering the jobs and the pay scale here in America, I'm losing money. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that yeah. and to keep the business. outsource. Yeah, and they outsource it. It's hurting us. I agree. So if it's a young man out there right now who's pivot question, what career? What career could I make? You know, what can I do? You're saying it's another way that I could make it besides drug and fast money. What? What would it be? Can you throw out some careers that would be great? What I have learned, yes. What I have learned uh, in in this is there are those jobs that you can get certifications in. Mm -hmm. Um, Or get your license. such as mm-hmm. a plumber, okay. an electrician, okay. a carpenter, okay. a merchant seaman. Yes. Excellent money. Yes. Sometimes they make more money than yeah. a doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So to say that you <laughs> can't get a job that's paying well mm-hmm. versus me going to school and getting indebted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, Danny. You know, getting that. Trap. Getting that. Uh, getting that master's or getting mm-hmm. that doctorate's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. There are careers out there mm-hmm. that you can get in. Salesmen, yeah. if you're good at I it. Know. I uh, know. They make 
well money. Oh, but, yeah. You know, in, in being a salesman, my thought process was I could never, I won't say never, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't see myself selling something more than my faith. If mm-hmm. I can't sell my faith, if I can't sell my faith, then I'm not going to sell right. a car. I'm not going to sell okay. carpet. I love I'm that. I'm not going to sell wood. Uh-huh. I'm not going to sell houses. I like that. Even being a realtor. Uh-huh. Now, I uh-huh. think that being a realtor is, is, is great. Uh-huh. Uh, but in, even, even in being a realtor, mm-hmm. it would be nice. I've learned over the time, we all hmm. need to have something that's making money for us. Instead of just making money, we need something to make money for us. And this is how the rich stay rich. They don't spend money. They spend money to make money. Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. Okay. Go, Daddy. They spend money to make money. That was so good. So if you invest in you, Mm -hmm. and and I'm not saying that you couldn't go to school and invest in you and become a professor and teach. Absolutely. You could. But still, you 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 you're under someone. I know you're under that I that know. that dean. Mm-hmm. That dean is controlling oh, yeah. what you do and oh, how yeah. you go about doing it. You gotta oh, meet yeah. their curriculum. And if you're not meeting their curriculum, they they're gonna, I want the next the next youngest thing coming out of school oh, that's yeah. a little smarter than you. And Thank you for your time. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So you know, it's there. Okay. I love it. Any last words? Any closing comments? That was it for the questions. Um, I I personally think that in living, uh-huh. whatever career you choose, mm-hmm. I've always been a person of don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yes. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket, <laughs> Stuck. That basket gets snatched from you. Uh-huh. Now what do you yeah. do? Yeah. So oh, I'm yeah. a firm believer of, you know, having yourself a plan A. And plan A don't work out, and then there's B. Plan B don't work out, you got to see <laughs> just in case. Or <laughs> uh, just in case. Uh, not to say that you're not going to be successful in those yeah, things. Yeah, but you never know. Um, but in this society today, uh-huh. Uh, Change. Uh, people are, are. We are constantly making money. Those who employ us are constantly getting richer, mm-hmm. and they're making money off of us. Oh yeah. Uh, and replacing we us with robots. A culture. <laughs> people uh-huh. are very smart. Yes. Um, yes, and we, we are. Know how to make things stretch. Oh yes, we do. Um. When we don't have, Mm -hmm. we know how to make a way. Oh, yeah. Um, So it doesn't take much. And I go back even to our Mm -hmm. ancestors when they were picking cotton and working the fields. You know, we got the food that the house people didn't get. And I look back over time. Caucasians didn't know what an oxtail was. Caucasians never ate the chicken wing. They threw that away. They gave that up to those of us, of our culture. And now look at what an oxdale costs now. Mm-hmm. 
Look at what a chicken wing Soul costs food now. Restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Look they at what a chicken up. wing costs now. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that, you know, neck bones. I oh, know. You don't eat neck bones. No, no. Turkey necks. You oh, eat no. turkey necks. We made chicken broth from chicken feet. We made it work. And now, even in the grocery stores, mm-hmm. even in Publix, mm-hmm. they're selling chicken feet. <laughs> oh, my God. Publix. Wow. Mm. The feet of a chicken. Mm, 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 they selling mm, mm, mm. it. Okay. Well, I would like to end this quote. You ain't finished that quote, Daddy. <laughs> Make a plan A through B, and when you get to Z, what? Start counting. That's my favorite quote that I will never forget. That it's like, no matter what life throws at you, okay, next. What what other door you finna go through next and next and next? You know, just don't let life keep you down. And when I do look at a lot of the guys, I don't think they really know that. You know, it's it's almost like a defeat culture. Woe is me. It's almost like they're trapped. But it's like, okay, daddy, I got my uh, security license. Okay, daddy, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. But see, that's... It didn't work out, next. Right, in that... <laughs> You know, but you will find your groove and you will find your niche. And yeah. uh, the I think one of the most important things is finding something you love and yes, enjoy doing. That's what it is. And a lot of people who have become successful. Oh yeah, they love it. They love what they do, Absolutely. and it's not a job. And it doesn't feel like a job. It's not a job. And the money so, just pours and, in. And right, so they're mm-hmm. making money on things that, that they love. it's not a job. Absolutely, to do. that's it. So, um, if, you know, and, and a lot of successful people have mm-hmm. done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have be- and have become millionaire billionaires mm-hmm. behind it. There you go. Uh, you know, you look at you know Dr. Dre, yeah, Oprah oh Winfrey, yeah, a lot of them. Um, okay. um, Curtis Jackson, mm-hmm. um, or Fifty Cent. Yes, uh, yes. You know, uh, a lot of the a lot of the artists. Um, that was their they passion. Just, uh, they, they went they all out. Love, they love what they did and mm-hmm. they pursued it, but they didn't let now. people mm-hmm. drag them down. And and that that's the other thing. I personally think if you surround yourself with healthy people, Ooh. surround yourself with like-minded people, Ooh. then you know billionaires don't hang out with. No, they don't. Homeless people. You see the show. <laughs> the Kardashians yeah. don't hang out I mean, with. You, if if I am, if it's six billionaires in the room, I'm gonna be number seven. That's kind of how they they look so at it. So like mm-hmm. like minded people, they they communicate, yeah. they talk yeah. because they're all about what's the next. Thing? Oh yeah. Okay, I'm invested. Oh in yeah. This, but what's the next best thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, or how can a, you a, help a great, me? And how can a great I help thing you? with that is one of the shows that's on TV. I think it's called Shark Tank. Yes. Where people come that's up with really their ridiculous. ideas. And Pitch they're pitching it to mm-hmm. millionaire billionaires, oh, yeah. uh-huh. and they're saying, "Why should I loan you this uh-huh. money to do this? Or how much of this company are you willing to relinquish mm-hmm. for me to start? Uh-huh. And then I'm going to not only give you or loan you money to start, mm-hmm. I'm also going to. I want a percentage of what you're making. Oh yeah. So there again goes back to what I said. They want a percentage of what you nah, nah. you brought it up from the ground, but you can't get over that next hump. Yeah, because you don't have the money. Mm-hmm. But they have the money and the connects. Yeah, the money and the the putting it out. Oh there. yeah, 
to get it in the Walmart, to get it in the Target, mm-hmm. to the get knowledge, it in the stores. The people. Mm-hmm. But you don't have that. I know. And because you don't have that, that's what you're liking. Gotcha. So they want a part to, yeah. I'm going to push your product, mm-hmm. but I'm going to make you successful in mm-hmm. pushing your mm-hmm. product. So. Okay, that's fair. Daddy, this was amazing. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. This will not be the last one. I want to do one with you and um, Boss, okay. my brother. I think that would be awesome. Now, it will be a part two with you and Mom whenever we do that. Okay. And I sent you those questions on that. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. You guys, enjoy listening to Papa Bear, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Thanks a million for listening. There's a million podcasts in the world. You clicked on this one, little this one, to hear what I have to say. I hope Universe has a special message for you. You can reach me on Linktree at forward slash love.mish. I hope you have a better than great day. Love ya. Talk to you later. Bye. You all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? my childhood with your empty words and yet i'm one of the lucky ones people are suffering people are dying entire ecosystems are collapsing we are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth how dare you <laughs>